Good morning, folks. Or good evening. Or good night. If, like many people, you use this podcast to send yourself to sleep. Yes, I am Chris Arnold the Dullard, and this is episode 21 of the Chris Arnold Travel Podcast. I am still in the wonderful country, literally miles away from anywhere else, New Zealand. And I mean literally miles and miles. Look at a map if you don't believe me. I'm telling you, miles and miles, maybe even over 100 miles. So you rejoin me on my quest down the South Island of New Zealand. We're still very much enjoying the campervan life. The radio stations are a real treat. Some plays some brilliant Maori reggae. Some have riveting phoning conversations. In a lot of kindergartens, there'll be parents receiving um, maybe verbal um, suggestions to put something better in their child's lunch. Um, and they're extremely laid back in regards to curse words. In fact, they only seem to sense a Anything else is fair game. Back on the road then, after leaving the delightful hippie-filled Golden Bay area, we pass through Polaris Bridge, now famous for being the filming location for the scene where the dwarves are in barrels in a river being chased by orcs in The Hobbit. The Hobbit No hobbits or orcs there today, although I did spot a couple of small elderly folk drinking lattes. The hippies have completely disappeared by this point, and the Mid-South Island started to have this Wild West American feel, complete with shonky live country music and everything. Continuing our journey, we arrived in Nelson, the town park there being the location of the very first game of rugby ever played in New Zealand. I was reading up on the details of said game of rugby on an information board when a shifty-looking woman came to me and asked if I wanted a Bible. Not today, thank you, I said to her. You go and push your religious scriptures elsewhere, please. As she scurried away like a frightened magpie, I congratulated myself on cleaning up the streets. After Nelson, we drove down the glorious East Coast Road, passing the bizarre Pancake Rocks, open brackets, rocks that look like pancakes, close brackets, and the Cape Falwin fur seal colony. You can spot fur seals all along the New Zealand coastlines, once a prime target for fishermen and whalers due to their thick fur, but are now protected since they were almost wiped out. Ain't that nice, eh? Humans almost obliterate an entire species, but stop just in time. Anyway, January just so happened to be pup rearing season, and the little guys were frolicking around like toddlers at a jungle gym. What a treat. After that, we headed inland towards the famous Franz Josef Glacier, a glacier named after Emperor Franz Josef of Austria by an explorer called Julius von Hast. Yes, thank you, Rammstein. We hiked up to see the spectacular glacier, and although it was indeed quite spectacular, we found out that not that long ago, it reached all the way out to the sea. In fact, the glacier is currently retreating at a rate of 100 metres a year, which is very weird because I was under the impression that global warming was a myth perpetrated by the Chinese. China! I wonder at which point the Franz Josef Tourism Board are going to have to give up on the glacier and admit that it's nothing more than a heap of snow. My prediction, the year 2022. My advice? They should then sell tour packages to visit where the great Franz Josef Glacier once stood. Top tip, if you ever visit this area, by nightfall the local forests play host to thousands of glowworms. Really nice if you like things that glow in the dark. Onwards with our journey then, we arrived in Hast for the night. 
Yes, thank you, Ramstein. A quiet little spot. I tried a whitebait fish patty in a local eatery, and then we camped up on the beach for the night. By 12am, the camper van was completely full of buzzing mosquitoes and sandflies, and no matter how many we killed, they were all getting in somehow. By 3am, we were pretty delirious and covered in bites, and at that point, a mild earthquake rumbled the van. 4.6 on the Richter scale, I later found out. There are signs everywhere in New Zealand telling you to head for the hills in case of an earthquake due to the following threat of a tsunami. That was enough for us. We headed for the hills and slept up a cold mountain, free of any blood-sucking bugs and van-shaking earthquakes. Hooray! Our journey then took us down to Wanaka, passing some of the most beautiful lakes I've ever seen and some of the windiest lakes I've ever experienced. In Wanaka, we recovered from our nighttime adventure by enjoying a visit to Cinema Paradiso, a local picture house with mismatched chairs in the auditorium. In fact, there was even a sofa and a dentist chair available, should you desire. Before the film, they showed local ads. Start your day right and head on in for a big boy's breakfast at Stag Park Diner. And during the intermission, they served homemade cookies and ice cream. Listen up, Cineworld, and take a leaf out of Cinema Paradiso's book. We then headed slightly further south once more and arrived in Queenstown, a backpacker's paradise. The town is full to the brim with travellers who stuck around after falling in love with the place. We met up with our friends Jess and Sophie who had been living out there. We hiked up to the summit of the Ben Lomond mountain and enjoyed a delicious fur burger in the town centre. It also just so happened that the mighty New Zealand reggae act Fat Freddy's Drop were playing in town whilst we were there. So we strapped our dancing shoes to our feet and our drinking pints to our face and skanked the night away. Thanks for listening to episode 21 of the Chris Arnold Travel Podcast, everyone. It's nice to be back. All music by Bison. Thanks to Jess, Sophie, and the Queenstown gang for showing us a good odd time down south. Hey, everyone. Take care for now. Bye-bye. Yes, thank you, Rammstein.